Hello, and welcome to the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. I've been studying the Tao Te Ching for just short of a year now, and have reconnected with a natural feeling of inner peace and contentment. I don't hold a doctorate, nor am I qualified to teach anything about the Tao Te Ching. I'm just an ordinary person who has experienced the wonderful side effects of following the Tao. Since everyone's experience with this wisdom is different, the only thing that I can hope for is that mine helps you to connect with a Tao in your own unique, personal way. Feel free to listen to each episode a day at a time, or anytime you need a quick Tao shot. You can listen while you're on your way to work, or after that, when you're winding down. It's always a good time to observe the Tao. In each episode, we'll do four things. One, we'll read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, I'll break it down into everyday language. Three, I'll share my own thoughts and experience. And four, I'll leave you with a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. Thanks for joining me today and enjoy this episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. Verse 34, Practicing Humility by Emulating the Tao. That which makes everything exist is present everywhere. It spreads itself throughout the entire creation. Everything owes its existence to it, everything to its own nature. It gives everything for nothing. It cherishes and guards everything and everyone, but expects nothing in return. Because it does not wish for anything, it seems to be important. It makes everything appear and disappear again, but itself is eternal. Therefore, the one who is wise is modest, and because she is modest, her actions are grand. That's verse 34 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Anonymous. Next, let's break it down. This verse has three parts to it, and we'll take each part one idea at a time. Part one is saying that the Tao is everywhere. Part two says the Tao gives without expectation of return. And part three says emulate the Tao and be grand. So in part one, we're kind of talking about this theme um, of the Tao being all pervasive all over the place once again. That which makes everything exist is present everywhere. It's all over the place. <laughs> it keeps coming up. <laughs> okay, and then part two says, you know, just just kind of like the spirit of the valley. Remember that way back in verse six, 
the Tao gives everything for nothing. Only in the valley we were talking about receiving everything. But the receiving part and the giving part are all just two sides of the same coin, aren't they? Kind of like the yin-yang. Kind of like seeming opposites. Anyways, we're talking about the Tao just always giving, always on, never expecting anything in return. And so that's the second part there. And the third part says, hey, would you like to emulate the Tao? If you emulate the Tao, you'll be the Tao. And therefore, you'll be grand. But then you won't even care about it because you're like, <laughs> you're all Tao, right? <laughs> the paradox. But uh, anyways, so the third part is basically saying, look, we can have this. I think that's the basic message is that we can have this. And the reason we can have it is because we already do have it. All we need to do is allow. Okay, so let's summarize the parts for verse 34 today. There are three parts. Part one talks about the Tao being everywhere. Part two talks about the Tao giving without expectation of return. And part three is a call to emulate the Tao so we too can be grand. Okay, so let's put that back together again. I'll read verse 34 one more time. That which makes everything exist is present everywhere. It spreads itself throughout the entire creation. Everything owes its existence to it. Everything to its own nature. It gives everything for nothing. It cherishes and guards everything and everyone, but expects nothing in return. Because it does not wish for anything, it seems to be important. It makes everything appear and disappear again, but itself is eternal. Therefore, the one who is wise is modest, and because she is modest, her actions are grand. Let's take a look at some of the things that this verse made me think about today when considering practicing humility by emulating the Tao. There are three things. Number one is that the Tao is everywhere. Number two is giving without possessing or taking credit. And number three, humility as a prerequisite to enlightenment. The Tao is everywhere. Lao Tzu tells us the Tao is like water. It gets in everything. Even if water is in its non-liquid form, steam, for example, it can get into places that wouldn't seem possible, like condensation inside two panes of glass, for example. In fact, water is one of the recurring devices Lao Tzu uses in the Tao Te Ching to describe Tao's properties of pervasiveness, softness, persistence, vitality. The list goes on quite a bit. I think it's definitely helpful to observe water and see it as an imitation of Tao. But how does that apply to us? Like, how do we actually sense the Tao being everywhere? Water's a great parallel, absolutely. But you know how in the very first verse we talk about how the Tao can't be talked about, it must be experienced? Like dancing? Well, 
In this section, I'd like us to try and observe how the Tao can be felt with some empathy exercises. This will ask you to use your imagination to try and experience things from other points of view. Are you ready? Okay. Let's begin by asking the Tao to help us set aside anything we think we know about it. Let's ask the Tao to give us a new experience with it over the next five minutes or so. Thank you. Do you remember in verse 28, staying close to inner nature when we did that meditation? In short, we became mindful of our senses, then we shifted that focus inward to our breathing and heartbeat, and then we connected with our life force, that always-on, quiet humming in our bodies that started at our core and emanated outward in all directions. We said that that feeling was the Tao within us, our inner natures. So I'd like you to bring up the image of a loved one or a friend. See them smiling at you with your mind's eye. I'll bet they have that same glow inside them that you do. Let's sit here for a moment and appreciate them. Now imagine that person is looking at you and we're just appreciating each other for a moment. Gently now, imagine what it would feel like if you were inside that person looking at yourself smiling back. Does this other person have the same glow inside that you do? Coming back to ourselves now, can we feel our own glow again? Can we look at the other person one more time and realize that while their circumstances, points of view, their personal issues are a little different than ours, that they basically have the same set of senses and feelings that we do? Maybe we're actually the same person, only we're having different experiences in this moment. Maybe all the other people with whom you come in contact either virtually or in person, are just like you in this way. They all have the same thing inside of them. The Tao. The Tao is everywhere. It's in all of us. It's in animals. It's in the insects. In the trees. In the grass. <laughs> I'll bet that while it may feel a little different for each thing, that little warm glow is present in each of every one of those things. Today, I'd like to challenge you to try and find a place where Tao is not. I'll bet you can't. Giving without possessing or taking credit. Imagine a society where you didn't have to pay for anything. Right when you need something, it would show up at your doorstep. Meals would be delivered to you. Friends would call you when you needed the most. You can move about freely and do whatever you wanted, always having the means to do it. There would be no limit to what you could have. The only catch is that you would receive things in proportion to the amount of good or work that you put in for the good of others. Wouldn't that be nice? Having everything you needed when you needed it? It seems utopian, doesn't it? 
<laughs> what I found for me is that when I stopped looking out only for my bank balance, my gas tank, my living space, my relationships, and turned my attention toward others, things changed. It wasn't so much that my bank balance grew or that I never ran out of gas. I still have bills to pay. But the accumulation of material things lessened in importance and the increased feeling of connection with the Tao is now my priority. Well, at least most of the time. The Dan of two years ago would have said that this seems like placation. Like, dude, the only thing you changed was your attitude. Isn't that just you tricking your mind to not care anymore? You're just fooling yourself. To which the Dan of now might reply, Listen, you are the one playing tricks on yourself. You have been chasing material things, prestige, and what you think is fulfillment for the entirety of your life, haven't you? And you haven't found it. You think that the accumulation of things and friends and influence will bring this fulfillment to you, and somewhere along the way, you've started to wonder if you'll ever be allowed to be fulfilled. And this has caused you a lot of friction, pain, resentment, and fear along the way. So consider that the mind tricks are the lies that wealth, influence, and pretty things will bring you that feeling which you so desperately seek. Consider that fulfillment is not the byproduct of manifest things in the 3D world, but it is within you. The only thing you need to do is allow it to come forward, for it has and always will be inside of you, waiting for you to call it forth. Preposterous. That's too easy, I might have said. But is it? Does the valley do anything other than accept nutrients and life from the mountains? How does the valley accumulate abundance? By allowing it. How do we move into harmony with the Tao and become the valley? By allowing the Tao to flow within us. By allowing things to be as they are. By turning our attention to those we can help, we stop thinking about the things we think we need for fulfillment, and in so doing, give fulfillment the chance it needs to flow through us. So in this verse, and in my experience, harmony with a Tao looks like giving without worrying about receiving. It looks like when my work is accomplished, I don't take possession or credit for it. Harmony with a Tao looks like me providing for others while still being responsible for myself, but pausing before I start congratulating myself for it. This doesn't have to be purely material things. This is a kind word. My attention. Listening to a friend without trivializing their problems. Being there for a fellow human who just needs another person to hold their hand, either figuratively or literally. It means dropping the sense I may get of unfairness in a situation. And what's the payoff here? Why would I even want to do this other than because I'm supposed to? What's the reason? Well, for me, it's because this, when practiced consistently, leads to something far greater than what is present in 3D life. Enlightenment. And that's what we'll talk about next. Thank you.
Humility as a Prerequisite to Enlightenment. In my learning about the Tao by traversing the interwebs, reading different translation and discussing with others, the word enlightenment came up once in a while. Outside of studies of the Tao, I've come across this word. The story of the Buddha sitting under the tree until enlightenment happened. Some places in yogic practices and even Western traditions from time to time mention this state. From my point of view before, enlightenment seemed to be this state of mind where nothing bothered me. I was good, and I had achieved the highest state I could as a human. Enlightenment sounded like the evolved experience, a place that only a few lucky and super spiritual humans get to. <laughs> this verse seems to tell us different, however. And the last part, Lao Tzu says that the Tao is small, regarded as without having mind or passion. So it's everywhere. It gives without possessing or without expectation of return. And it is small and, ins and seemingly insignificant. And it is precisely these qualities which make the Tao great. If you recall in verse 25, we interpreted the word great to mean something like infinity. So being in everything, freely giving, and doing so in small ways are the building blocks of infinite virtue, I suppose. So what does enlightenment have anything to do with any of this? For me, in this moment, the takeaway of this verse lays out, hidden in plain sight, how to, quote, attain enlightenment. <laughs> if I can emulate the Tao by contributing to the betterment of humanity and the world wherever and whenever I can, giving without expectation of return, and I can do all that without taking credit, without doing it on a large scale, by doing the small things over and over, greatness or infinite virtue is the result. So I don't know about you, but to me, this just seems like an active and consistent practice of humility. We've learned thus far that pride and corporeal distractions keep us from living in harmony with the Tao. We've also learned that to move past that, we can't really attack those qualities directly. Rather, we must look in the opposite direction, which in this case is humility. We've spent several verses identifying and considering different ways to practice humility. And so this verse kind of puts things together for us very simply in three thoughts. Number one is extend your love everywhere. Number two is give freely of yourself. And three is take no credit. So the result? Harmony with the Tao. Greatness, infinite virtue, and one might say, enlightenment, <laughs> or the realization that we're not our thoughts, we're not our bodies, and we're not our emotions, that we're also not just biologic analogs. <laughs> Those things are the housings and the consequences of that organic housing, sure. But what we really are, are beings of light and energy. And none of the corporeal stuff needs to have any bearing on our existence. That life only seems to end with the death of our bodies. For as expressions of the Tao, we are infinite. We are one. We are already enlightened. There is nothing to attain. There is a lot to practice. But we already have that which we need. Because 
we're also the Tao. Now, put side by side with bills, fancy cars, prestige among our fellows, don't those things seem insignificant and not even worth thinking about? <laughs> well, it's not a one and done thing either, is it? No. No, the Tao never stops the cycle, so it follows that we as humans, always in motion, just like the Tao, must practice this humility consistently. For it's only over time that small things, when put together, create greatness. And the fact is that, yes, our biologic analog selves do need maintenance and do feel things and do think things in ways that keep pulling our attention back to them. So I think... Part of the point to existence is experiencing this knowing that comes from experience with the Tao and learning how to integrate our corporeal selves into it. <laughs> At least that's my interpretation of it right now, subject to change, of course, to new experiences that I may have with the Tao. <laughs> so let's wrap it up. To summarize my experience with this verse today and considering practicing humility by emulating the Tao, I thought about three things. Number one is that the Tao is everywhere. Number two, giving without possessing or taking credit. And number three, humility as a prerequisite to enlightenment. For the final piece of this episode, Let's consider how we can apply the principle of practicing humility by emulating the Tao in this verse today. There are three things we can practice. One is extending our love everywhere. Two, by giving freely of ourselves. And three, by taking no credit for it. Over the course of the week that I spent with this verse, my journey took me to different places. And looking for... And finding the Tao everywhere, I observed that it is in the tiniest speck of dust and the largest of the galaxy superclusters. The Tao is in front of me. It's behind me. It's in me. It's outside of me. So for the coming week, I'd like you to consider where the Tao is and where you can find it. Push past your summary thoughts and get into some detail. Watch some ants. Open the back of a clock. Feel your heartbeat or your loved one's heartbeats. In giving freely of myself, I had opportunities to be of service in almost every aspect of my life. One day, in morning meditation, I asked to be shown how I could be of service to my wife and others around me, left it at that, and thanked the Tao ahead of time for showing me. Later, I found myself cleaning our living space, rearranging things that hadn't been touched in at least a year. Now, it's important to understand that this is not something I normally do, and I experienced almost no resistance to the task. As a result of my efforts, new joy has flowed into my dwelling. I'd encourage you to seek the same. Ask the Tao to show you how you may serve others. Don't decide what you're going to do ahead of time. Thank the Tao for what's about to happen. Open yourself to whatever comes across your path. 
and trust that when the time feels right, you'll see the opportunity and act on it without hesitation. Allow the Tao to be your guide. In practicing taking no credit, I had discussions with others on the illusion of our corporeal senses and how the important things are each other and how we travel our paths. Not uncoincidentally, I'm sure, I came across a Netflix episode called Generation Wealth. I watched only about 90 seconds of it, though it was talking about the very same thing I had been contemplating earlier with others. So, this week, and after you have performed those acts of service for others, forget about them. Leave them after appreciating the opportunity, thanking the Tao for providing them. Keep practicing looking for the Tao and asking to be of service, and then forgetting about the whole thing. <laughs> when we tune into the Tao and listen, aware of its power, our small beingness becomes great. We tap into the unfathomable power of the Tao, sometimes immediately. And as you take your journey with verse 34 this week, I wish you peace, compassion, and humility. So let's go ahead and wrap that up today. To consider the principle of practicing humility by emulating the Tao, there are three things we can do. Number one is we can extend our love everywhere. Number two, we can give freely of ourselves. And number three, we can take no credit for it. To close out this episode, I'll leave you with a final reading of verse 34 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Anonymous. That which makes everything exist is present everywhere. It spreads itself throughout the entire creation. Everything owes its existence to it. Everything to its own nature. It gives everything for nothing. It cherishes and guards everything and everyone, but expects nothing in return. Because it does not wish for anything, it seems to be important. It makes everything appear and disappear again, but itself is eternal. Therefore, the one who is wise is modest, and because she is modest, her actions are grand. Thanks for listening to an episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living with your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. In each episode, we do four things. One, we read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, we break it down into everyday language. Three, we discuss my own thoughts and experience with the Tao. And four, we look at a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. I'm pretty sure that as I learn about and experience more of the Tao, all my thoughts and lessons will change. I wish the same for you as you grow along your journey. 
If you found something meaningful in this podcast and would like to discuss it with others, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the subreddit Taoism. That's reddit.com slash r slash Taoism. Also, I'd invite you to share this podcast with friends if you think it would benefit them. As always, I wish you love, compassion, and peace. Thanks for listening.